Hi friends and awesome mothers. My name is Adol and I'm a proud mother of four. What I'm realizing over time is that doing it right as a mother is the thing that I care about the most, but also hands me the greatest of challenges. In order to get direction, I put together a habura of mothers that joined to learn through my mother's super popular parenting curriculum. My mother is Mrs. Gitty Horowitz and she's taught hundreds of mothers in Baltimore in recent years. I get to sit down with her every week and either reflect on a topic that we discussed in the group or talk over something that's on my mind. I hope you'll find our conversation meaningful, helpful, and encouraging. Enjoy it. This podcast is sponsored by the Intentional Jew Podcast Network. Check them out at intentionaljew.com. I want to talk about um, when we don't see eye to eye with our husbands in, in a certain area of parenting. So it came up in our group when we were talking about, um, you know, how to, how to, uh, react or, you know, ultimately deal with, um, kids fighting. So we talked about this in the past, how we're gonna, how we're gonna work through our kids fighting. So our kids fight a lot and, um, our goal is usually to stay out of it, to help, um, you know, help the child that's coming over to us for help, but not to get involved in the fight. Um, we talked about all the all the reasons why getting involved is not the best way, um, and you know what ultimately it accomplishes and doesn't accomplish when we do get involved. That we talked about in a different conversation. Um, but what the what the mother brought up was, you know, I'm trying this new way. I'm trying not to get involved. You know, I'm really working hard to stay out of it. Um, to encourage the kids to work it out on their own, to be present and available to them if they need help, but not to get, not to ever be, get involved in the, middle of the, in the middle of the fight. And, you know, her husband, she says, my husband is, um, is, 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 has a very hard time with this. He sees the children fighting and he has to get involved. He, he has a hard time staying away. And he, for, for good intention, you know, he's like, these are our children. They can't behave like this. They can't treat each other like this. This is terrible. We need to get involved any and every time. And we can't just sit sit by, stand by. So um, that's very tricky. Um, so I'm wondering, what, what do you think? In this particular situation, um, with regard to fighting, you know, what's the best approach? Is there is there a place for two different ways? And in general... Well, I guess let's start with that and then we'll, and then we'll talk general, I guess, after. Okay. So I'm actually going to start a little bit in general and then try to answer you um, more specifically for the situation. Um, in general, parents um, are, are two individuals that have coming from very different backgrounds, um, very often very different backgrounds. Very often they were raised differently. Um, so they saw different approaches to child rearing in their own homes. And um, that makes a deep impression on someone. Um, or they were raised a certain way and they, they with, you know, absolutely will not raise their children the same way. So people are coming from two different backgrounds. You know, um, I always think of the, the vart that my father, Zohar Levach, used to say by Sheva Brachos, um, uh, that we, we give the chasen and kala of bracha um, that we bless the chasen and kala, should be like Adam and Chava. And you think about it, like you could think of a better chasen and kala than Adam and Chava. They got into trouble pretty fast. Um, like, why, why, why do, why is that the bracha we give? 
And he would say that often the, the reason people give is because, you know, there's only one Adam, there was only one Chava, oh, there's only one one person for me and that's you. And that's the, the reason most people give. And he said that's that's not the reason that he used to give. He used to say the reason we bless them, they used to be like Adam and Chava, is because Adam and Chava were both created as adults. They had no history. Adam wasn't raised in this kind of house and Chava raised in that kind of house. They wasn't, weren't raised in any house. They were They were created as adults and therefore there was no there was no history to get caught up in oh in my house my father used to take out the garbage oh in my house my mother used to take out the garbage and they had you know preconceived ideas about how houses have to be run how children have to be raised so the bracha we give a chasen and kala is no history you're starting fresh um but the reality is is that we're not starting fresh we we are we are um people of hist- with history, and it's very difficult to just flip on a dime. So when you have um, two parents that do not see eye to eye on child rearing because of you know their own filters and from where they're coming from, it's, it's definitely something that has to be addressed. Um, when it comes to giving direction to a child, the school they're going to go to, which is a big one, or whether or not they can have sleepovers, I just had a situation with a mother who called me because she had told her daughter they could have a sleepover. And um, when the father found out, he went ballistic <laughs> because he said, we are not having sleepovers in this house. <laughs> and um, she, she knows to do because she already told her daughter. Yes. And she um, he, he was not he was not backtracking. He was he was not allowing this. And she didn't know what to do, A, how to, how to tell the child because she didn't buy into it. She said, of course, I want to do what my husband wants, but I have to be able to buy into it first. So that's, she called me and it was, it was um, to be, she was to be applauded because she realized that they had to be on the same page. And that, that is my point here, that when you're giving direction to a child, a father and mother have to be on the same page. You don't say... If you go to mommy, she'll let. If you go to daddy, he won't let. No, 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 no. We either allow something like that in this house or we don't allow it. It's not depending who you get lucky, which which parent you ask. So when direction is being given to a child, the parents have to be on the same page. They have, Or at least the child has to to think that or they're going to... No, 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 no. When it comes, not that the child has to think it. The child has to know that he cannot play one against the other. The rule in the house is X. No matter whom you ask, that's the rule. That does not mean, like in this case, that both parents are coming from the same place and both start out wanting the same thing. They have to get together as a unified front and decide we're allowing sleepovers or we're not allowing sleepovers. But it's not two different approaches. It's one approach. When it comes to how to respond, like you're talking about when kids are fighting, it's a less of an issue. It's less of an issue because the kids will learn who, you know, how, how each parent responds. Now we've talked about the fact that I don't think it's a good idea to respond. I don't agree with this father who's saying, how do we allow our kids to fight? We are teaching them and training them and allowing them to grow into people that are fighting people and people that, you know, don't, don't um, treat each other nicely. And how are we allowed to do that? I don't agree with that. I think that children, um, do figure it out. Children do learn to 
play nicely. They do learn to share. They do learn all these things as they grow up. And the more we get involved, the message we're sending them is we don't think you'll ever grow up. We don't think you'll ever be able to do this. We don't think you're capable of figuring this out for yourself. And that's not a message I think we want to send them. Of course, if they're killing each other, literally, we get involved. We don't allow children to be unsafe. We're not talking about being unsafe. We're talking about allowing children to figure things out for themselves without running to mommy right away, without running to daddy right away. Um, so that is my approach. It's not everyone's approach, but that's my approach. So um, I, I agree with the mother that's saying to you that she doesn't want to get involved. Now, what happens when her husband is there? They have to decide together if they're both there, how they're going to respond. If they're both there at the same time. At the same time. I don't think that it's the end of the world that when mommy's home, she deals with this this way and daddy's home, he deals with it that way. It's just different personalities dealing with it in different ways. I Again, I don't think it's the best thing for the children to respond every time they get into an altercation that daddy's going to walk in. Um, But I don't think it's the end of the world if they sit down and they cannot come to an agreement on how to approach it that she handles it one way and he handles it another way. Um, you don't think that if he, if, if he's getting involved every time and she's not getting involved, um, that that will make the progress go so much slower and even backwards. It might, I don't know if it's going to go backwards. It's going to, it's going to, the progress will be slower because it's not, it's not consistent. And anytime there's, there's inconsistencies, things go more slowly. But the, the, the most important thing is that they're respectful of each other. And not that, well, if your father would be here, he would get involved. Or if your mother would be here, she might not get involved, but I'm getting involved. They don't put each other down. They don't, they don't even comment on the way the other parent would do it. They parent the way they feel comfortable parenting. Again, if they're able to sit down and talk it out, and she's able to help him to understand why she does what she does. And he can begin to respect that and also apply it. Great. But if she can't, then they should agree to disagree agreeably and respectfully, not put each other down, lovingly approach the children the way they feel it's most, it's most necessary. The most important thing to give to children is not discipline. The most important thing to give to children is a loving marriage and a loving relationship between parents. That is the most important thing. Okay. When you have that and you have mutual respect and love and, and like I said, not putting each other down or, um, you know, throwing the other one under the bus, which is the same thing. Um, then, then you have children that okay. So maybe their their growth would be slightly um, stymied, but it, it'll it'll get there. They'll get there. They'll grow up because the reality is is that even um, uh, parents that all constantly do get involved, the children also grow up. Okay, they they often ha- don't have the best communication skills, and they don't necessarily feel the most competent. But they, they grow up. And with, you know, the mother doing her, you're very capable. You can figure this out. You know, I'm in the kitchen. If, if anyone gets hurt, let me know. Um, with that type of approach, um, there, will be, there will be those that learn how to 
you know, and it's Hashem, they will learn to a certain degree to trust themselves and, and, and be able to communicate their needs and, and compromise and all the other things that come from working things out on your own and resilience, etc. Um, but I think it's important when parents don't agree to sit down and talk it out and either come to some sort of agreement or agree to disagree agreeably. Those are both approaches. Right. But that's very interesting that you're differentiating between um, when when the parents don't agree about a way to respond to a situation versus guidance. That's interesting. Um, yes. Like what's another example of we said where to send the kids to school or um, sleepovers or like, you know, the rules of the well, house. Rules. rules of the house. The rules of the house have to be across the board. It's not one way when mommy's here and one way when daddy's here. That's, that's not, that's not going to work. Um, it's also very, very mixed messages. The rule is the rule. And so parents have to come up with the rules that they're both um, okay with. They're both happy with. And sometimes there will be, you know, I want to call it um, um, compromising. Okay, Maybe. Um, compromising on the rule or compromising compromising on the rule compromising on you know having the house run the way i want it to run um but you have to keep to it in other words once it becomes a rule even if it wasn't necessarily my rule to begin with like this mother with the sleepovers she understood after we spoke why her husband might have a very valid point um and she understood that what she had originally thought his reasoning was wasn't and she began to began to appreciate the rule. So she bought into it. Then she had no problem telling her daughter. Okay. Right. So that this is, this is, this is the approach. And I, it was very impressed with her. You know, she, she didn't make it a fight. She just said, okay, I already said yes, but I'll, I'll backtrack if I can understand it. I have to be able to understand it if, and appreciate it. Um, and then I can go along with it. Not that I would still necessarily make that the rule if, if I were parenting alone, but I'm not parenting alone. And that that's what her point was. I'm not parenting alone. And that's how parents have to feel. They're not parenting alone. They're parenting with a spouse and, and they have to, you know, they won't agree on everything um, initially, but they have to come to an agreement in order to present a united front to the children. Right. Because very, very I guess important. that um, having a unified approach or a unified rule is more impactful than the in each individual rule that you believe is so impactful like is so important exactly it's tricky but because it's a rule i i would uh, uh, it would seem to me that it would be basically it would be hard to compromise because be you know either we're going to do it this way or we're going to do it that way either yes sleepovers or no sleepovers well, I, I mean, if you want to take that as an example, you could allow no sleepovers outside of the house, but you could have sleepovers in the house or right. you could have people go, you know, and, you know, like I suggested to her, you know, I, I'm not a fan of sleepovers. Um, I know. I was know, just going to say, I don't think to let the child go to the house until 12 o'clock or one o'clock and then go pick them up and bring them back for breakfast. If you know, if they really don't want to miss out on the fun, that way they have the fun and they actually sleep at night. Right. Um, and I know it's a tangent, eat. but I, I, I've been reading to ask you, why didn't, why didn't we do sleepovers? <laughs> why well, we only because some, um, um, one of my kids actually just asked for a sleepover and I'm like, no, we don't do sleepovers. And then you're like, ah, oh, we don't do sleepovers. Not? And then I'm like, why don't we do sleepovers? I meant to ask you about that. 
So I'll just, you know, we're kind of getting on a tangent here, but um, yeah, I don't agree. I don't I don't think sleepovers are a good thing because I, I don't think there's anything good about them. I think that it ends up, uh, there's a lot of um, emotions that come out when kids don't sleep and they say things that ruin relationships and no 10, 11, 12 year old needs to have a DMC with three other kids talking about things that just are mean and nasty about other kids usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, nothing positive comes over. Uh, relation, um, friendships are hurt. Um, they're destroyed. Um, people are destroyed. There's also a lot going on now with in, in, in homes that you don't necessarily n- know. Um, you know, things going on that are not necessarily healthy, whether it's the parents of the kid that you sent to who late at night might, you know, scream at each other when they wouldn't do that during the day. Or right. why, why does your child have to be exposed to that? It, everyone should go home to their own house and go to sleep and, and play during the day. You know, they can have a late night play date, which is mm-hmm. fine. But the sleeping over is, I, I don't think, has anything, any positive um, uh, outcome. So right. unless you can, you know, figure, find a reason why something is good, then I don't think children should be doing it if, it's, if there are things that are harmful. Right. In this case, it was um, it was a five year old who wanted to come. I was like, for what? Like, what? what why? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what's what's, the, the, purpose? what's the, po- what's the point? What's the purpose? Um, what is the purpose? Um, but I do remember the one time I, I did go to a sleepover. I don't remember how old I was, but I it came like time to go to sleep and I just was didn't want to stay there. So I came home like the one time that you did bend and you said that I could go. I, remember. I wonder why I did that. I, I don't know. I just remember. I remember coming home in the middle of the could night. Could it? Could it have been a cousin? No. That I let you go to no. No okay. friend. But it didn't. It, um, it didn't. Uh, didn't, didn't exactly happen. work out. Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm anyway, very tangent not a fan. there. Um, but you're saying that um, that in those areas, in the areas that um, in the areas of direction, we need to be on the same page. Direction rules. Yes. Yeah. Um, large chinuch um, matters like where a child's going to school. That is very, very important. Um, that you present a united front. It gives a sense, tremendous sense of security to a child. When parents don't agree and they present that way, it's treme- it brings tremendous insecurity into a child's life. Right. Well, no, we're human and we're not always going to agree. But when they see that initially we don't agree, but then we go behind closed doors and we come out and we do agree. Um, it also teaches, you know, compromise that you don't have to get your way that um, when it comes to, to big decisions, you have a discussion and you you come to, you know, may have a meeting of the minds and, and you come to some sort of conclusion and you come to it together and you and you move on. Right. And it's a very important um, and if like well. uh, if a couple finds that hard, like what would you suggest to um, like if they if they find it hard to come to like if if they both hold their position very very like that it's very very important, dear. Would you like you would suggest maybe to speak to someone outside? Absolutely. If the if 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 both husband and wife, mother and father feel that they absolutely cannot, that they're ruining their child's life by allowing them or not allowing them to do something. And the other parent feels diametrically opposed to that. And you need to go speak to, 
you're rough. You need to go speak to a therapist. You need to go speak to someone who can help you to figure out what you should do. Uh-huh. In that specific case. And what about the, in the area of modeling a behavior? Um, you'll find sometimes that uh, like one spouse models a certain behavior that the other spouse, let's say, you know, not outrightly to the children would speak negatively about the spouse to the, you know, to the children, but is not necessarily what the, what, what the, um, what the spouse feels like is like model behavior. Well, for example, if the parent, if the mother wants to teach the child manners, table manners. Oh, great. Yeah. Great example. Okay. Right. That's a, a very, very, um, usually uh, it's a, it's a, what's the word I'm looking for? A typical, typical, typical example of this. Um, the, the mother wants to teach manners. The father opens the refrigerator and drinks from the bottle. Right. Perfect example. Or, or take, or takes from the serving plate with his hands or choose with his mouth open. Okay. So those right. are all things that a mother wants to teach a child. That's not, those are not socially, really socially acceptable things to do. You don't go to someone's house and open the refrigerator or even our own house to drink from the bottle. Other people don't want to drink from it. Right. You want you with your mouth open. It's not, you know, socially acceptable or socially appropriate or uh, pleasant. Um, also take me with your hands. It's not, that's not what, you know, so it's a, it's a, it, it's the two track okay. track. Number one is you, you discuss with your husband that this is something you you, you feel as a mother, you're going to teach children. Derek Haritz is an important thing and table manners is important. It's not the end all and the be all, but it is important and you're going to teach it. And, you know, you're wondering, you know, how he feels about it and have a conversation and, um, and, and you, you are going to tell the children that, you know, you, it's, it's not really socially, um, the right thing to do to, to do those things. And, and you t- tell them once and then you, and then you model the other thing. Um, I would not, I would not, um, punish them or consequence them for doing it. I would model it. I would encourage them to do it. They take with their hands. Would you like a fork? Can I help you take that with a fork? Um, um, you know, uh, I, I would prefer that you don't drink from the bottle because the people that don't want to drink from it now that you've drank from the bottle, can I get you a cup? Um, you know, not, not, and, and if they say things like, oh, but daddy does, yeah, I was just going to say that was going to be my next question. How do you respond to that? But daddy does oh, that. Oh, but daddy does. I would say, oh, I'm not daddy's mother. <laughs> That's it. I'm not daddy's mother. Could you say something like, well, why don't, why don't you ask daddy? Or, or like, why don't you ask, like, speak to daddy about that? Like, meaning why are you asking me about something that daddy does? Like I'm not responsible for him. So I would first say I'm not daddy's mother. If the child drops it, I would, I would not say anything. If they push and they, you could say, I'll speak to you privately. Okay. Not in front of all the other kids and you speak to them. You could say, you know, if this is something that you, this is a question that you have, you can respectfully ask daddy why he does it. 
if you're hearing from, you know, if mommy's saying that it's not so nice to social, you can ask daddy if, you know, what he thinks about it. Okay. Right. Okay. But I wouldn't so throw that in that, that. like, not, not, well, why don't you ask him? Like, why don't you respectfully? I hear that. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. Usually that is the big one. I can't really think of too many other things that, you know, it's not, there are things that some guys do and they go into marriage doing it. And once they're, you know, it's pointed out to them by their children, they might just stop. Um, and they might not. And, you know, we're, nobody's perfect. And, um, you know, I'm sure you married your husband, whoever, whoever you are, you married your husband for very wonderful things. And he happens to have a, a, some bad habits. Right. Okay. Doesn't mean you allow, you teach your children that it's okay. Yeah, I love daddy and, you know, I'm not his mother. Got okay. it. Awesome. Okay. I could, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, um, it's the kind of thing that, um, yeah, I, I'm sure it, it, how do I say this? Like it's, um, it's the kind of thing that you, showing respect, um, to your husband for your, in front of your kids towards your husband is like, it's so all encompassing that it's like one example where it would come out. But usually if everything else is in the right place, then right. It's gonna, it's, it's not going to be like strange you know, or like out of the, out of, out of the blue. Right. Interesting. It's, you know, um, it, some, sometimes kids will ask, but uh, kids are, I don't know, almost like have a sixth sense. Like I'm not going to ask mommy why daddy does it, but some will. Right. Some will. You're going to have that kid every once in a while. That's going to ask. Right. Um, but I don't agree. There are some people would say that don't teach it. If your husband doesn't, don't teach it. I don't agree with that. I can imagine um, that would build resentment over time. If you feel right. like you can't do a model or teach a certain way of life, because that, especially a life that you hold dear. Like I, I, I can think of another example is like um, a husband who's more connected to technology. It's a very hot, hot topic these days. Because all of us parents are trying to teach our kids like the healthy, proper, balanced use of technology. And if 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 someone's husband's more drawn um, towards technology, and the kids will ask things like, "But daddy, you know, is is always on his phone, or daddy's always watching." That's something that will will well, like if I can't teach that because then it just you just build up a resentment towards it because you just feel like I can't control my husband, but I also can't teach something that he's doing as wrong. You know, there are struggles that parents have. I mean, we also have fathers that have fathers, mothers um, that have other issues. Right, I'm only putting the fathers down, uh, not down. I'm only putting the, the husbands in the contrary position because I'm, I'm, I'm with the women. So, but obviously it's like both ways. Right. I mean, you can have, you know, fathers that have addictions, whether it's to technology or to um, substances or mothers that are, you know, don't eat properly or exercise too much or not enough. And, you know, parents are not perfect. 
So, um, you know, when they're little, a, a response like I'm not daddy's mommy when he, you know, eats with his hands is is probably enough. When when children are old enough to understand that what daddy's doing is wrong. Now that's that's a different now now it's a different issue and and you you have to sit down with your teenage child and have a conversation that you know, yeah, daddy is has struggles with that and that's a mistake. Um that is not um I guess that is, I, I guess it is a, a, a somewhat tangential to the topic that we were talking about today, but um, it, it's, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a struggle. It's mm-hmm. a struggle. Um, but I, I don't think that we can sugarcoat and I don't think we can ignore um, our own, our own failings, our own struggles or our spouse's struggles. It's something that daddy struggles with. It's something that mommy struggles with. And I, you know, it's, 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 Hopefully, you know, I'm getting help or I'm working at it. And um, I, 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 wish I, I wish I didn't have the struggle and I hope you won't either. Right. Wow. Okay. All different aspects of being on the same team. Right. Right. Yeah. So there was the dealing with situations in the same way. There was being on the same team with guiding guidance and rules and there's being on the same team with actual modeling of behaviors interesting okay thank you that was super responsibility helpful responsibility you parents have <laughs> seriously <laughs> no biggie